interesting topics to kick off your weekend. Looking at the news with an eye of faith. This is Friendly Fire with Stu Kearns on the voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. Good Saturday morning. It's Friendly Fire Saturday. Uh, glad to have you along. Uh, we are <laughs> we're just freezing ourselves to death, aren't we? Uh, I don't know if your house is like this. My house is one of those houses that uh, it's an old house. And uh, boy, it's a lot of work to keep that thing heated. But uh, thankfully, uh, hey, I have a house. I have heat. Uh, we're grateful for those things. And uh, with my guest today, we're going to talk about some people who may be struggling a little bit. Maybe that's you struggling a little bit. I don't know. I bet we all know somebody who's struggling a little bit. So I hope that in the middle of that struggle, you've got a warm place to be. I hope that that's where you're at right now as you're listening to the program. And I hope you've got your, your radar up uh, for other people around you who might be struggling in some way or another. And again, uh, well, we're all struggling in one way or another. Um, but that's a part of that's a part of who we are in this community is we we try to be aware and to look out for one another. Speaking of which, just this last week, I don't know who they were, three good Samaritans. I was stuck in the snow. I pride myself on being a a good snow driver, and I was I could not get up a hill, and I was clogging traffic, and three people just popped out and bailed me out. And uh, and I'm an old car dealer's son. I I pride myself on knowing how to drive in the snow. And uh, I tell you what, when you get stuck, you you just lose all thoughts. And uh, finally, the guy had to tell me, hey, roll down your window, I'll tell you what to do. And and I thought, I don't need that. And then I realized, actually, I do need that. He's, he's being very helpful right now. And by golly, they got me going and, uh, and kind of saved the day. So thank you, strangers. And uh, maybe you could be that stranger for somebody else. I bet you could. In studio today, speaking of helping strangers, uh, we've got in the uh, in the studio today from the Center for People, uh, Belinda Acosta, and she's the Director of Communications and Public Affairs. I probably won't say that title too many times. I'll kind of shorten it. Uh, but welcome to Friendly Fire. Thank you so much. Yes. Uh, how long have you been uh, in this position at the Center for People? I joined the center in June of 22. Okay. So not, not terribly long. No, not terribly long. Um, enough to, you know, get my bearings and, and see what all the, all the things that need to be done in the community. Yeah, yeah. Now, we were talking before we got on the air. You sounds like you've, you're a longtime Lincolnite. Uh, I am a longtime Lincolnite. Um, I was born and raised here, yes. Um, went to Lincoln High, go Lynx. Uh, <laughs> went to the U- university for a short time. And then I lived for the most of my adult life in Austin, Texas, where I uh, mm. worked at a, a weekly and I was a, um, did a lot of freelance writing for different publications um, in Texas and, and around the country. Um, came back to Lincoln in 2012, ended up getting my, uh, going for my PhD and finished and ended up staying. So here I am. Wow. What, uh, what was your dissertation topic for your PhD? I know I'm kind of wonky, but I love those kind of things. Oh, well, I was, uh, um, sim- uh, very simply, I was, I got a PhD in English. Oh. Um, I, um, actually did a creative work um, but I also had to do the scholarly end of it was talking about visual language, mm-hmm. which is something I'm very interested in. Um, but I um, 
technically, I got a PhD in English with an F, a specialization in ethnic studies. Wow, that's amazing. That's uh, well, I should I, I should be calling you Doctor Acosta here. <laughs> You, the... you could if you wanted to. I mean, it would be appropriate. Uh, I always tell people, you can call me doctor, but I can only uh, write a prescription for um, uh, for novel. gummy vitamins or something oh, of that sort. Or for a novel to read or something like there that. There you go. Yeah. Yes. Well, okay. An English person. I was an, I was an English minor and uh, taught uh, sophomore English for a few years at Southeast High School. Um, any any particular authors that you, you just or, – or genres that really draw you in? Oh boy, you know, uh, that's a, you know, that it changes periodically because, you know, we all grow and get older and, um, I still return pretty, uh, consistently to, um, to kill a mockingbird. Um, there's an author whose name I cannot remember his name, but I loved his book, um, called Exit West, which is a pretty, pretty contemporary, probably written in the last five or 10 years, Mm. um, written by a really interesting, I believe he's East Indian and Pakistani, but he lives part of his time in both parts. He lives on that part of the world and in this part of the world and really interesting person. Um, yeah, those are the ones that stick out right now. Yeah, yeah. The kind of uh, thoughtful fiction kind of a... Uh, well, you know, To Kill a Mockingbird, it just, I think, you know, sometimes you see or, or read something at the right moment. Yeah. And I really love the style and the story and everything about that. Yeah. It's a really compelling story. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a big fan. I haven't read her in a long time, but Flannery O'Connor was someone I just sort of considered this goddess. Like I need to write like her. She's awesome. <laughs> Even though I'm not from the South or, you know, so trying to, you know, I did the writerly thing where you imitate the, mm-hmm. the writers you admire. So, you know, this little, uh, this little Mexican origin woman writing Southern Gothic is pretty hilarious when I was 13 years old. But, you know, I realized, you know what, that's her style. I need to find my own. And hopefully yeah. I did that. Yeah. Uh, and Flannery O'Connor, I mean, she's, uh, again, I wish I've re- I need to read more of her. But from what I've read of her, again, her kind of earthy kind of, uh, wow. You just think, how did this woman write these things that were so kind of, I mean, they're kind of tough. Uh, I don't know what word to use. Yeah, tough. Um, very. I don't know. Southern Gothic for me sort of captures it right away. Yep. But uh, yep. yeah, and very affecting. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's not just. Um, it's not. It's not just for the shock value. You really learn something about humans. I think. Yes. But in a very profound way. Absolutely, absolutely. And I think. Uh, I mean, I think her faith also informed her. She's Roman Catholic, and her faith really informed a lot of her worldview. Uh, to make that, so uh, yeah, I'm a, I I am a fan. Not as uh, I should read more of her stuff if I were a real fan. <laughs> no, I haven't read her in a while, but I do remember. I mean, yeah. when you ask those sorts of questions, I just go yeah. with the first thing in my mind, and those yeah. are the names that came up. So yeah, that's awesome. So, but uh, again, raised here, came back here. Yeah, what was Austin like? Hot, <laughs> hot and humid. Um, but a very, at the time I was there and it's done a a significant growth since I've been gone, um, very, it's a college town because UT Austin is there. And yes, I am a, I'm a graduate of UT as well. I got my master's there. Um, a college town, lots of music, lots of great, um, Mexican and Tex-Mex food. Um, I have very, very dear friends there. I have friends throughout Texas actually. Um, 
And, you know, football's really big there, too. So yeah. every time the uh, Longhorns were up against the Cornhuskers, I was sort of like, ooh, oh, gosh, oh, <laughs> yeah. Oh. It's hard to take sides. So yeah. sometimes if I was going to be honorary, I'd be a Cornhusker fan in front of the Longhorns and flip-flop if I were <laughs> just just to be honorary. That was no other reason for that. But yeah. anyway, um, yeah, going to a Longhorn football game is pretty spectacular, I have to admit. Oh, man. Well, yeah, yeah, going to a game has been great for Nebraska. Winning a game has been a little harder. So we'll see. The, the, but the Longhorns, I think they're back, aren't they? You know, I don't follow football that well. I just know that um, the one football game I went to, um, yeah, it was pretty amazing. And I, I, it's amazing here, too. Um, yeah. You know, it's, it's strong football culture. That's, yeah. what, that's what, one of the things. And barbecue, barbecue, music. Yeah. Um, running into celebrities on the street. It's always fun in Austin. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, a lot of go- a lot of stuff going on there. Absolutely. Well, I've heard that. that just, it's, it's just the arts culture and the food culture is just fantastic. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. So, but you you decided to come back to the, the cold weather of Nebraska, and here we are uh, in the whatever below zero real air temperatures there are. Do you regret not being where it's warm? Well, you know what? Um, I do miss Austin. I'm not going to, you know, fib about that. Yeah. I miss the four seasons. Uh-huh. I really did. And yeah. it, it, I was thinking the other day, I moved back here in July of 2012 and everybody was, it's so hot and it's so humid. And I was like, this is awesome. Cause it wasn't <laughs> anything like the humidity you would feel in Austin. When I left, it was at the height of a drought and you would open your door, and I, you would feel like you were walking into somebody's armpit. Um, I, 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 yeah, and I was, I just remember thinking, I have got to get out of here. And I had to come back for some family um, mm-hmm. situations, but um, I, I really like the four seasons. Yeah. So I, you know, um, I'm not particularly fond of this cold, but yeah. it's not going to be forever. Pretty but, soon we'll be saying, yeah, remember how cold it was? Just like we said, remember how hot it was just a couple <laughs> you know, months ago? So it changes, and that's the part I love the best. That, that is so true. I, I think now that you say it, I think I love the three seasons, and I tolerate the fourth <laughs> season, <laughs> something like that. <laughs> okay, we're going to take our first break. When we come back, uh, we're, we've gotten acquainted a little bit here. We're going to learn about the Center for People. And uh, we'll we'll just dive right in. I'm glad to have you along. It's a Friendly Fire Saturday here, talking with uh, Belinda Acosta. Uh, she is the director of communications at the Center for People, and uh, we're we're gonna get we're gonna get educated today because they've been around for 20 years, and I think there's some of you who still don't know uh, where they are, what they do, and we're gonna fix that. This is uh, 1499.3 KLIN. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe and Summit 4xe models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Keeping the topics lively and the conversation civil, this is Friendly Fire with Stu Kurtz. 
on The Voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. We are back. It's Family Fire Saturday. I'm Stu Kearns, your host, talking with uh, Linda Acosta, and she is the Director of Communications at the Center for People. And uh, I mentioned that uh, so the, the Center for People was founded about 20 years ago. Tell us about how it got started. Right. Um, definitely 20 years ago, we celebrated our 20th anniversary um, in August of last year. Um, I mean, I think the official birth date, quote unquote, was probably in May. But regardless, we did an official uh, celebration in August of last year. Um, and we it started in a house on Holdred Street um, by our founder, Beatty Brosh, mm. who is a long um, standing um, uh, member of our community. And um, has some experience in other nonprofits around town, as I understand. But she started the center. It used to be called the Center for People in Need. Mm -hmm. That was the original name, again, on Holdridge Street. And then um, I'm not exactly sure when. uh, I'd have to go back and look at the Wayback Files. But moved into this large facility on North 27th Street, right between Cornhusker and Superior Street. We have a large footprint there, um, and we house our, you know, our basic needs um, programs, our education programs. Uh, we have some really exciting news. It just got solidified yesterday. We are going to be a site for SCC students to take some classes. Ooh. And that, actually, they're, tomorrow's Friday, correct? Um, or, excuse me, well, today. Today's Saturday, officially, but they're moving in on Friday, and their classes officially start on Monday, and um, we're just having two classes, or two themed classes right now Mm -hmm. around computers, um, and I believe communications. I mean, literally, it's not not stuck in my head yet, but... Mm -hmm. um, so we they will have morning and afternoon classes. In addition, we have our classes that are you know part of our programming. Mm-hmm. So we're beyond delighted to have that um, partnership. And it's an ongoing partnership because we have collaborated with SCC for the last ten years with our POP scholarship program. Well, so what's, what's that? What's the POP scholarship program? Well, it's one of our education programs. We have several of them. Um, the POP scholarship program. It stands for People Obtaining Prosperity, and you come to the center. You start, that's start part one. You fill out an application. We get understand what your needs are, and it's really an opportunity for our folks to try and get or to get an associate's degree in some field that will make them gainfully employed. Mm. We have been known for so long for um, food distribution and diapers, and we do that really well, and we do that. Mm-hmm. Five days a week. But we have this whole education component, which is basically there to help people move beyond poverty. And the POP program is one of those programs. Mm-hmm. So we not only um, offer a scholarship, we offer what we call wraparound services. So if you are, uh, for example, uh, a couple of our our folks, um, we have a single mother, for example. I have her in my head. She's got three little ones or four little ones. Um, she's getting her nursing degree. She needs a little extra boost. Sometimes she needs a bus pass. Sometimes she needs some food from our food distribution. Um, when her littles were small, probably needed some diapers. You know, just those things so, so they don't fall through the cracks. Mm-hmm. We want them to be successful. So that, in partnership with the SEC, um, you know, counseling services that they would offer to any enrolled student really helps get them through the program 
because we want them to succeed. We want them to get a degree. We want them to be gainfully employed. And when we say gainfully employed, we want them to be in a place that pays them, you know, a decent wage, offers benefits, because you'll find out that a lot of people that come for our services, they're working. Mm -hmm. They might have two or three jobs and they are having a tough time. So, and some of that, when we talk to them, it's like, you know what, if you, you know, have that little boost of an extra education, would that help? And usually the answer is yes. Where do I get that? How do Mm -hmm. I do that? So that's what the POP scholarship program is all about is to get them, um, you know, get their basic needs if they need them, but to get mm-hmm. them on that track towards that um, career opportunity where they can be successful and not have to worry about some of these things that we take for granted. Mm-hmm. We'll get back to some of the other programs here sure. in the next segment. But I want to, uh, even as people are listening, I know there are a lot of people, and I, I mean, I'm, I'm kind of in more involved in the nonprofit world, and I, and I understand, and our church does FoodNet, so we see, again, people who, you know, whatever, they're, they're they're trying to make it work, you know. They're trying to they're trying to meet ends. There there may be some people out there listening. Say, you know, but it's Lincoln. Is there really are there that many needs in Lincoln? And and how would you res, how would you respond to that? I would say yes. And if you don't know the Center for People, it's probably because you've never had to use our services. Um, yes, there is a lot of need. Um, we can serve just for food and diaper distribution itself. We've seen. Sometimes we see as many as 600 families. That's a lot of families. Now, we have a very diverse population. Um, So some of those families are a mom and two kids. Some of those family are a husband and wife, both working with three or four, five, sometimes ten children. Mm. Um, Still working, still trying to make ends meet, um, but are just struggling. And a lot of we have a, a diverse community in terms of um, where they come from in the world. Um, sometimes they come from other parts of, of, of Nebraska or the Midwest mm-hmm. and they ended up in Lincoln. Sometimes they come from other parts of the world. Mm-hmm. Um, but they've come here with high hopes, the eagerness to work and to become part of the community. They just don't know where to start. But they do know they need to feed their children and they need to feed their family. So mm-hmm. they know they can come. We, you know, do the process, get them in there and, um, you know, you know, try to fill those gaps. Yeah. yeah. Um, I even a simple thing like just communicating with people who come with needs. Uh, you know, we always assume that English and Spanish are going to be probably the two biggest languages used. But it, it ain't it doesn't stop there, does it? Oh, no. We um, have folks that come in from uh, in, predominantly English speakers, to be frank. Um, Mm -hmm. We do, obviously, or maybe not obviously, but we do have Spanish speakers. And they're not just from Mexico. They could be from Guatemala or Cuba. We've seen some Cubans come through. Mm -hmm. Um, Occasionally a Salvadoran or or so or two will come in. Um, We have Arabic community members that come in. And we have um, um, staff members that also speak Arabic and and Farsi, perhaps Persian. Um, We have um, folks from the Vietnamese community. Uh, let's see. I think Farsi is another language that comes in. Mm, those are probably the top ones right off the t- top of my head. Oh, a new um, audience we've seen are the Ukrainian communities. Mm. Um, so they come in and, oh, there's a Ukrainian woman who just 
she has a really lovely story. I hope I can share that in a bit. But anyway, mm-hmm. so we have people from all over the world coming through the center. Yeah, yeah. That's, I mean, that's, it's one of the cool things about Lincoln is that it's, I mean, everybody's, uh, you know, my church is an immigrant story of, of Germans from Russia who came around the turn of the 20th century. And, uh, and so there's, uh, it's always been a soft landing place for, uh, for immigrants here. And that's, it's kind of neat. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, let's take one more, another break or a second break. And when we come right back to I want to hear, I want to hear that story. I want to hear more also about the programs that are out there. And also, uh, by the way, that uh, twenty years ago, I it was wasn't that like a, a, a lumberyard or some kind of hardware store or something that was converted? Oh, where we're located, you mean? Yeah, yeah I've heard that. I heard um, a lumberyard, lumber store. I've heard a furniture store. Hmm. I've heard all sorts of different things. I don't think we've ever nailed it quite down, but we have a huge facility. Yeah. So, and we're actually doing some some work on it too. So that's going to be some exciting news to share as we get closer oh. to that. Well, I, we're we're going to break the all kinds of stories today here. <laughs> it's a friendly fire Saturday here on uh, talking to uh, Belinda Costa here from the Center for People, and uh, we'll be right back here on the Voice of Lincoln, fourteen hundred and ninety nine three KLIN. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe and Summit 4xe models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Interesting topics to kick off your weekend. Looking at the news with an eye of faith. Friendly Fire with Stu Kearns. 1499.3 KLIN. Rolling right along on a Saturday morning. It's a Friendly Fire Saturday. Stu Kearns here talking to Blenda Acosta, and she is the Director of Communications and other stuff, too, at uh, the Center for People. And uh, before uh, before the break here, we were talking about, uh, I want to make sure we get the story, because you said there was a story about uh, somebody from Ukraine and just uh, a neat a neat story. I th- Those are my favorite things, so let's make sure we don't misskip that. Well, t- go ahead and, and uh, share. Well, um, among the many things we do, uh, we have some special events. And some of the recent ones we had were, was um, Toyland, which, as you might suspect, was about toys around the holiday season. And we have it all set up, and we have our families register and so forth. And, and they come in and, you know, they pick a toy for as many children as they have. A woman from Ukraine came in. She didn't speak much English, but she took the time to on a on a translation app on her phone to type this very long paragraph telling about how she had come she had to escape her war torn country. Mm-hmm. It was very chaotic, it was very stressful, and I think she lost some family members. Mm-hmm. So she came with her children with almost nothing. Mm-hmm. And you know, I think for parents, there's something. It doesn't matter all the trauma and tragedy that have happened in your life. You still want your child, and that on those special occasions, 
to have that one treat. Mm-hmm. And she, in her little in her little paragraph that she shared with us, was basically saying, "You're helping me. Help! I am just so grateful to, that you are here to help me help my children." Mm-hmm. Not have to think about what we had to escape from, mm-hmm. but to remember this is a special time of year. It's a it's a time of giving. It's a time of receiving. It's a time to be thankful. And she mm-hmm. she in fact I think that if I remember correctly, her one of her lines was, "I am so thankful that I am here with my children and we're safe, mm-hmm. and you're helping us. We're helping us be safe." And and we helped her as a mom to be able to say to know that she could give this gift a gift to her children. So, you know, I mean, those types of things make it worth going to work. Mm -hmm. And I I think the other part of it for me personally, I mean, people say thank you all the time. And, you know, that's what we do in polite society. But when someone thanks you from that part, like so far down, I can feel my voice getting all choked up now. (laughs) Mm. Um, It's different, isn't it? It's very different and because it's like from a part of themselves that is so tender and so I think for everybody it really um, makes a huge difference it makes it when we're because I'm going to tell you working Toyland was hard Mm. I'm not a young woman my (laughs) bones hurt my feet hurt my hips hurt my my good knee hurt (laughs) and um, but you know when we saw that that message, we just all were like, all of a sudden you got the strength again and the knee doesn't hurt as much and your hips mm-hmm. don't hurt as much and and it's all worth it. Uh, on the flip side, we had a child come in. I mean, ideally we want the parents to come in and pick a, a, a toy for their child. But, you know, if they don't have a babysitter and whatnot, their children will come in. And we had the way it was set up. We had it d- divided up by age groups. But then we have like, like we called a stocking stuffer table mm-hmm. and – I don't know the circumstances, but the child was there and he was a little bitty, maybe five or six. And somehow it was like, okay, you can pick a stocking stuffer. And (laughs) he was little bitty. He got his little stocking stuffer, whatever it was. And the biggest voice I've ever heard in my life, he said, this is the best day ever. (laughs) And that, again, was like, all of a sudden your feet don't hurt, your hips don't hurt, your back doesn't hurt. It's a good day, and you just come back and do it all again. That was a special event, um, but, uh, you know, we do this every day in terms of the classes we offer and uh, the food, of course, and diapers and so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so it, it we have – there are some hard days, but there are lots of days where you hear somebody thank you from so deep in their heart that it just fills you up in a good way. I can totally relate to that, absolutely. Um I mean, at the end of the day, it's 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 about people and, Absolutely. Uh, and loving and caring for people, and uh, and to see, uh, yeah, to see that reciprocated is very powerful. You mentioned so people wouldn't think of this, the center, and I and I this is what my thought was again was uh, food, diapers, kind of basic needs, but um, then talk a little bit more about how the mission has expanded so much over the over the twenty years because it's again, and that's what happens. You you. You get your feet wet and you realize, wow, there's all these things going on out here. And so we want to, and you can't do everything. So they've, there's been some strategic decisions to say, hey, here are some things we can do and some expansion. What was that process like? Well, I mean, we were sort of doing some of the things already. For example, we did have education programs and we do have an uh, an ELL program. 
um, for English language learners, and we have two different levels. And that's been going on for quite a while. I remember when I first became familiar with the Center for People, when it was known under the other name, um, I had walked into the building, and those classes were packed, and I was immediately mm. intrigued. Like, what's this? I want to know what this is about. Mm. COVID came, so that everybody shut down, although the Center for People was able to stay open with food distribution because of the sheer size of our organization, so we could do a drive through service. Mm-hmm. So that helped the food and diapers continue, even through COVID. Um, but we've had an active ELL for, I mean, pre-COVID, and it's building up again. Um, Again, I mentioned the POP Scholarship Program, which is 10 years old. Um, One of our newest programs is called Edutech, and that is a a program where our learners, if you're enrolled, obviously, um, you can take courses to become certified in different um, uh, high-tech functions. Um, Mm -hmm. I don't know all of them. They're like user experience, IT support, but they're all entry-level positions. You get a certification. You get a Google certification, and that should give you, put you, again, put you in a good place so that you can get an entry-level position in IT. Because as we know mm-hmm. also, the prairie, we think we're calling ourselves a prairie silic, or the silic, Silicon Valley of the prairie. Silicon, I forgot. Silicon Prairie. Thank you. There yeah. So people can, yeah. you know, get um, mm-hmm. situated for that sort of thing. And that yeah. the thing that's really good for that or good about that, I should say, is that um, you can either come on site and do Edutech or you can do it from home and you the, there's different learning modules and you can do them at your own pace. Hmm. Some people learn really well in that environment. Others don't. But, you know, if you figure out your learning style and this is the thing for you and you're really interested in the tech industry, that hmm. might be something to plug into. Hmm. Opening Doors is another one of our very um, successful programs. And that one helps um, justice impacted individuals get back into society hmm. um, to sort of um, not sort of to really um, uh help them remember some of those skills that they may have either lost or were never really got the chance to learn. Like some, most of us take for granted, Oh oh yeah, my computer, here it is. And, you know, zip up a resume and, you know, you're on way. Well, some people are like, wait, computers, where do I, how do I turn that on? What do I do? And, Mm -hmm. you know, they're starting from a position of of, um, inexperience um, because of, of their um, incarceration. Mm -hmm. And I have to say, I don't interact every day with um, our incarcerated. We have people that are just they're basically getting ready to leave. You know, they're ready. They're they're getting ready to leave the institution, or they have just left the institution, and that's a very delicate zone because uh, we want to uh, avoid recidivism. Yeah, yeah. So, and sometimes just that extra boost of support will help. And you know, just watching somebody have the um, the pleasure of learning something new, like I. Mm wrote my resume myself Mm -hmm. and realizing, okay, what are your transferable skills? Those things are really, really important. And and we've, we've seen some good success with that too. Another gentleman, I didn't, I don't know him personally, but apparently he um, went through our program, did really well, um, managed to get a job. Oh shoot. I'm going to forget his industry, but he was so pleased with his progress Mm -hmm. that he came back to, you know, offer, thanks again mm-hmm. and you know you know took pictures and, and then ended up volunteering that day which was really hilarious it's like let's put you to work here <laughs> so you know people are you know people want 
to do well. I mean, and that's the thing. I think sometimes I have to remind people about, you know, poverty is not, it doesn't mean you're a bad person. It means that, you know, there are circumstances that we think it's just, well, they just need to get a job. Well, yeah, they need to get a job. But if they don't have those skills or they didn't have the opportunity for those skills or sometimes people just hit a rough spot and um, it doesn't take much to throw people off kilter. Yes. And so if you can give them that little nudge, we're not doing it for them. They have no. to do the work and, you know, they're willing to do the work. It's just mm-hmm. that they just need that little extra, you know, I call it kind of neighborly support, you know, mm-hmm. um, and they get through and it's kind of and then they go on their way. And so when they come back to say, oh, I'm doing so well, I got a job interview or, or I got the job. Um, those are really those are the things we're looking forward yeah. to. Yeah, we're going to take one last break. When we come back, we'll do a little shameless plug, and then, then we'll maybe tell a couple more stories. It's a Friendly Fire Saturday talking with Linda Acosta here from the Center for People. And uh, glad to have you along. Freshen up the coffee. It's going to be a great Saturday. Cold. Get that coffee hot. Uh, we're here listening here on The Voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe and Summit 4xe models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Bringing you local voices to break down the news of the week. Friendly Fire with Stu Kurds on the voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. We are back. It's Friendly Fire Saturday, and talking with uh, Belinda Costa here. She's with the uh, Center for People. And uh, Belinda, it is that time of the program. We always do a shameless plug, so please, plug away. Tell us everything we need to know. (laughs) Well, the Center for People, we are located at 3901 North 27th Street. You can't miss us. Look for the big purple... sign the big monument sign i call it right there on the corner or the entrance there drive in um and there we are um we uh have food and diapers for our visitors that need those materials monday through friday uh we start at 10 o'clock and at one o'clock on tuesday we have a second um, distribution from 3 to 5 p.m we have uh, opportunities to volunteer unfortunately do not drop in to volunteer. We have a whole volunteer sign-up process, and actually that's a program we're revamping to to make sure we know who's coming in, when they're coming in, to make sure they have something to do. Mm-hmm. Um, but what we have, we're really lucky to have a, a very sm- a small crew of regular volunteers. They come in once, sometimes twice a week, um, and we're thrilled that they they roll up their sleeves and come in and do the work and, and alongside our staff, and we're thrilled to have them there. Our website is centerforpeople.org, and there you can poke around and find out about um, some of our stories, uh, of our success stories. You can find out about all of our education programs. You can find out how to volunteer, how to donate, 
our special events. Um, I know we're freezing right now, but in August, we'll be in the balmy summer, and that's when we're going to have our second People's Parking Lot Party. And I don't think we've signed the contract yet, but I heard we're going to have a very popular band that plays 80s-style music mm-hmm. as our main attraction. So we're going to start gearing up to plan for that as well. All right. Well, I'm more of a 70s guy than an 80s guy, but uh, I'm sure it's going to be awesome. Um, <laughs> the uh, One of the things we were talking about off air, uh, you know, as a pastor of a church, we get, you know, per- periodically, it kind of comes in waves, people who, who need some help. And what we find is that uh, a lot of times, uh, you know, it's like a Band-Aid. You can put a Band-Aid on, but we let them know if you, if you really want to get in there and fix things, we need to come alongside. We need to kind of know your situation and, and get, get more involved. And then some people, uh, candidly, a lot of people say, well, I think I'm done then. I don't, I don't really want to do that. But from time to time, we get people who say, yeah, I need help. And I, I want to come alongside and I want some guidance. And so we'll, we'll kind of get roll up our sleeves and, and get more, more tightly involved. Do you, what is your experience at the, at the center for people? Uh, similar? Yes, we do have that. Um, what we try to do is, um, I mean, yes, when people are, when they have a basic need, we want to try to meet that with the food and diapers because that's a big deal. Um, but as people become more familiar, you know, our, our staff really tries to keep an eye out for someone and say, hey, you know, we have all these educational programs. Are you aware of them? And, you know, a lot of times they sort of kind of are. Um, but they don't realize the support that we can offer them. So we have career engagement specialists that can sort of help people through to realize, okay, yeah, you can come for food and diapers, but, you know, what would it take for you to be to get out of maybe this low-wage job that doesn't offer benefits and maybe has really weird hours and makes it really difficult for you, you know, to carry on with with, with life, frankly, um, and, you know, have those conversations and, you know, Nine times out of ten, it's like, oh, gosh, the POP program? Tell me more. I want to know how to do that. Mm-hmm. Or, um, you know, we've had many people come in for English language um, learning classes, and, um, you know, they want to learn English well enough to go get a job. As soon as they're able to do that, they're out the door because they want to get a job. I mean, that is not – I mean – you know, nine like as I said, nine times out of ten, people want to be gainfully employed. They want to contribute. They want to be part of the culture and society. And um, however they need to do that, they're willing to do it. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, there, uh, you're you're talking about. Uh, I mean, you're giving away a lot of stuff. Uh, a lot of organizations they're writing grants all the time, but you're also, I mean, you're also dependent on the community, right? What uh, what percentage, uh, you know, does the community kind of provide and, and, and is it is it providing it? Well, yes, we um, actually do write grants, um, but we are very clear on the fact, especially now that we're moving forward into the next um, the next 20 years for sure. Um, we want to build our support. We do have um, many generous donors, um, but what we really want to build going forward is. We have, you know, recurring donors, Mm. Um, you know, that once in a while donation at at the holiday season or like, oh, I'll buy a ticket to the people's parking lot party and I'll throw in a few extra bucks. Always helpful. We love it. But, you know, 
people eat every day. People are learning not just once. They have to come for a period of time. Um, you know, our diaper distribution, although we do that once a month, you know, babies don't go up. Oh, Mom's short on diapers. I'm not going to do my business today. <laughs> I mean, life goes on. So yeah. a recurring donation is a program that we really want to develop, you know, and it doesn't have to be a lot. I mean, if you're sending $20 a month or even $10 a month, it helps. Mm -hmm. We are very good stewards of where we have that that money. What are we going to do with it? It's going to, it's going to make the, the best difference and to make our operations stronger. Um, the other thing we're looking at to develop in a bit bigger and better way um, are, you know, the, the power of legacy donations. You know, people, mm. you know, I'm no spring, ch spring chicken either. You know, you start thinking about those things about, you know, you know, I might not have much, but if I have what's left, what am I going to do to to support my community and to support what are those programs out there that mm. are important and necessary that will make Lincoln a better place to live? Um, and so we are getting some, you know, some people are asking us, but we're also figuring out how do you do that? How do we find those people that want to invest in the programs that we have going at the Center for People? Mm -hmm. So recurring donations is kind of top on our list. If you're interested in hearing about that, please call us. We would be happy to, to have a chat with you. And um yeah, and those sorts of things. We, you know, we have a, you know, like every other nonprofit, we have a donate button on our website, and you're welcome to go there as well. But, you know, if you want to have a lasting impact, I would guess I would encourage folks to think about doing that re recurring donation. Yeah. Do people ever, uh, hey, they're driving by, it's like, you know, I've never actually seen it. And do people ever drop by just to, just to say, hey, I heard about it. And, and I, I just want to kind of take a peek at, at what's actually going on here. Does that ever happen? Or Um. Yes, but not quite in that way. Usually right now we're getting um, a lot of interest from our corporate um, community, mm. corporate and business community. So, um, for example, Houseman Construction, who is, by the way, doing um, the reconfiguration of our kitchen. We're going to have a teaching kitchen mm. um, probably opening this spring thanks to a grant we got, um, part of a food innovation grant, which is very exciting. Um, but anyway, Houseman has made our center uh, part of their onboarding. So their new employees will come probably maybe quarterly and they will, you know, roll up their sleeves and help with food distribution. Um, so that's how they get to know who we are. Mm -hmm. um, we've also had other groups and church groups as well. They're actually very, very, very supportive of, of our programs. They'll come in um, for Usually special events, but I think we're starting to get now in a, in a regular cycle where people say, well, you know, our church group, we'd like to come like every other month or quarterly or, or sometimes even monthly. And we, you know, we again, we work it out. Please, you know, we don't dropping in is great, but if we don't have anything for you to yeah, do, it yeah. kind of makes it like yeah. so anyway, um, need to plan. Yeah, we, we'd like yeah. to have it planned because yeah. we want people's time to be used well and we want people to feel successful, you yeah. know. Absolutely. Right. Well, we're just about out of time. I just want to thank you so much for taking time to come in today and, and out of the cold and uh, to, uh, uh, you know, it's, I am one of those people. I mean, I knew it existed. I know where it's at. But I got to admit, I, you know, I haven't uh, I haven't learned much more than that. And so I. Uh, it was important uh, for me and I hope for the listeners today to, to realize there's a whole network of organizations 
that are that are helping people on the edges and uh, and and I I think they all play a crucial role. So thank you for being here today, Belinda. Oh, no problem. Thank you. You bet. Uh, that's Belinda Acosta here from the uh, Center for People. And uh, uh, learn more. Uh, go to the website. And uh, I leave you today saying, as I always do, to think about it and talk about it. We'll see you next week.